We all know that angst when there are things we just don't know how to talk about. You know, the things we keep secrets about, like our sexuality. We're Sean and Helena Bonito, and we welcome you to the Secret Habit Podcast. We find it so hard to find couples willing to talk about sex and how to live out God's design for sexuality. This is why we are here, to be that couple for you. Relational challenges around sex can be so awkward to talk about. That is why this podcast is all about authenticity with a heavy dose of fun. We want you to experience hope that inspires change. The kind of change that helps you laugh stronger, laugh harder, and sex better. Let's go! Hey everyone, Sean here. I'm flying solo again, and that's okay. I got an exciting word to bring that's been on my heart. I think it's exciting because it's eye-opening. I also think it's challenging because it's eye-opening and it challenges what we want against what we need. And it's been a topic of conversation with a lot of clients lately. It's been something that's been a part of my own life with this transition to the Czech Republic. You know, what I want versus what I need. It's so impactful when we really look at the Lord as the provider of what we need. And he's so gracious. He does give us what we want. But at the heart of everything is what do we need? And in my new coaching role, the Deep Clean, uh, Sophia does such a great job teaching on the four core needs of all people. He breaks them down to essentials, which you can imagine are the essential things we need to, to live. He breaks it down to intimacy, security, and significance. And if we think about those four, those are really, really amazing. And, and you could expand on all of those, but the essentials are the essential things, you know, shelter, water, you know, things along those lines. But you know, security, that's a huge need that we have as humans to feel secure in relationship, to feel secure in our, our living environment, things along those lines, to have intimacy with our parents, our siblings, loved ones, our partner. Intimacy is incredible. It's a level of being fully known so you can be fully loved. That's really what Helen and I believe about intimacy. And then significance. It's a purpose, a, a passion, a, a level of feeling powerful. Like Those are important things. Of course, all these things can be used in the wrong way. And that's because you know, there's a lot of counterfeits that seem to meet our needs, like pornography and masturbation and sex, when they're not done in the right way. Um, well, I'm saying sex can be done in the right way. You know, pornography, masturbation, I don't believe can. Um, but these four core needs are so impactful, so important, so powerful. And I've said it before, where when an unmet need continues to go unmet, it aches. And, and that's really important to consider, because when a muscle aches or our head aches, we often take an Advil or we ice the pain. We have a bath with Epsom salts. They're physical things you can do and you know, maybe within an hour or a couple of days you feel better. But emotional ache is different. There really needs to be some tangible things that we do to be able to heal the emotional unmet needs, the emotional needs that we do have. And 
as I've been thinking this week, um, there was one client specific that came to my mind. I'm not going to share any details about why, but there's this really interesting dynamic between what we need. So let's say it's intimacy. Let's say it's a level of feeling validated or affirmed or reassured. We need significance uh, of a, a purpose in our life, or we need security in some, some relationship we have. It feels unsafe. It feels like it's moving all the time. It feels inconsistent. We have these needs that I think God made beautiful, but we often don't understand the gravity of how beautiful they are. Like to, the need to feel safe, the need to feel significant. Those are really sweet things. And we can pursue them in our own flesh and they become controlling and entitled and sinful, but they are to be pursued in the Lord and they can be so satisfying and so fulfilling. So, so yeah, just kind of tying into the story that was on my mind as I was thinking about recording this podcast. Uh, I had a client who had a really, really unfortunate, horrible situation happen to him and he, he wanted something that was tied to his needs. He had a need for intimacy and connection with a person. And what he wanted was something that could get that need met. But from what I could tell from his, you know, his life and what I could tell from, you know, his journey is it didn't really seem like God would give him what he wanted in this season simply because it wouldn't be good for him. Um, there was a lot of healing that needed to happen. Uh, so what he wanted in his eyes would get him what he needed. But I believe God has other plans. And when God has other plans, we can choose to say, God knows best and loves me. Or like we can get angry, we can get judgmental or entitled. Um, so getting the need met needs to be the focus. And when we get that need met, we actually begin to realize that what we want can be driven by what gets that need met. So that's a perfect example of how our cravings can change, our affections can change. And that's why people get addicted to things like pornography because it's covering up, it's numbing a need, an unmet need, it's numbing pain, and their cravings of what they want begins to shift because that is seemingly getting them what they want, what they need, and when it's really not. So flipping that over, we actually see that if you have a need for intimacy, if you have a need for connection and you're single, yeah, having a, a significant other could very well make you feel that need being met, like intimacy and connection and validation. But that doesn't necessarily mean that that's what God has for you right now or wants for you. But what would it look like to get that need met in, in any way, shape, or form that is healthy, biblical, godly? Because if that need gets met, then does it really matter what it is? Again, as long as it aligns with God, God's will and, and, and God's design for sexuality and his, and, his, and his Bible, his word. But if we get our need met for intimacy and connection through, I don't know, playing basketball on a Friday night with some friends and then going out and having a, you know, a beer or something and just being vulnerable, feeling seen, feeling understood, feeling loved, if that need is getting met, does it really matter what it is if it's working, if it's honoring God, if it's helpful, if it's beautiful, if it's helping you grow towards being a better person in the eyes of Jesus. So that was really what was on my heart this last couple of weeks as I've been meeting with guys and even just talking to people out, out here in my, in my, in my uh, environment in the Czech Republic, um, the minimal people that speak English. Yeah. Um, but it's like, man, like what we need matters so much to God. 
I think what we want when it's aligned with God's character, uh, he, he wants us to have those things, but I think he's much more concerned with what we need. And that's at the heart of healing from addictions. That's at the heart of healing from trauma and pain and past experiences is really getting our unmet needs met. And I think there needs to be a level of humility to say, Lord, whatever you want, I surrender as long as these needs get met and it helps me become a better, a better, a better son or better daughter to you, a more content son or daughter to you, a, a more loving husband, a more present husband, a more loving father, a more present father, mother, etc. Like that's really at the heart of this. So if you have a need for one of those things, the, some of the essentials, if you have a need for really, I would say the other three of the, the key ones, intimacy, security, significance, breaking those down. We can look at a need for validation, reassurance, affirmation, connection, friendship, whatever it might be. I think it's so important to have an idea of what you would want, but I also would encourage you to write that down and then just rip it up and say, Lord, whatever you want to do to get that need met, I am going to serve you and I'm going to trust that as I begin doing that thing to get those needs met, my cravings will begin to change towards that thing and I will actually want that. And I think that's what's so beautiful about letting the Holy Spirit have full reins of our recovery, of our healing journeys, of our futures, of our lives, of our vocations, as we actually realize that our needs are getting met. And what we wanted, we realized probably wasn't the thing that was going to get our needs met. And that's a really humbling pill to swallow. And I think in recovery from things like porn and masturbation, that is absolutely substantial because, you know, pornography is an intimacy disorder. Most people that watch pornography feel disconnected. They feel shame. They feel insignificant. They feel, you know, insecure and unsafe. And oh, I just see like when those things start to be redeemed, when people begin to actually seek the Lord for those needs getting met, it is so amazing when, yeah, maybe sometimes it is aligned with what they want because you know, that, that was honoring to the Lord. They might have prayed about it or discerned it, but there's just nothing better than when you start seeing somebody get those unmet needs met and their life just becomes colorful for the first time. They feel vibrant in that abundance that Jesus came to offer us. And I want more people to experience that. I really, really do. So I think one of the first things we need to do is just get really humble and say, Jesus, I need these things. And actually, just for, first, even before that, get very clear about what's the difference between a want and a need. Get really clear about that. What do you need versus what do you want? And that, create, that takes humility. So first start there. Yeah, define what you want and what you need. And realize that they are very different, very different. And then actually surrender those to the Lord. And say, Lord, I want these things. I realize that you might have different plans. Help me be satisfied with that. And help me realize that all that matters is getting these needs met. And I see your character in the Bible and I see that you care about my needs. You care about my heart. You care about my soul. And that is such a beautiful place to start. From there, 
something that I also love talking about that I got from my friend Drew Boa from Hus Material is that he talks about there's four ways we can get our, he says, our desires met. I, I've used the terms longings or needs met. And he talks about it in such a beautiful, clear way. And I've been, I've been using it for years now. We get it met in four ways. First one is through God. Second one is through ourselves. Third one is through other people. And the fourth one is by giving it away. So let's say it's um, affirmation. Somebody needs affirmation. Uh, that, that, how do you get that from God? I think there's a very intangible thing we could say, like, oh, spending time with the Lord. I feel affirmed by him. But I think it's really important, especially in addiction recovery, to get really tangible. Like, what scripture reminds you of the affirmation of the Father? What psalm makes you feel affirmed by the Lord? Get really, really clear. Where is it in your neighborhood? Maybe there's a place you go and you just sense the Lord's love and affirmation. When will you go there? When will you read that? How will you do that? Get really clear because that's really what we're trying to do in recovery more times than not is actually create plans of attack, plans to follow rather than just like loose ideas because those things just never end up in success. I've seen it too many times. So that's getting it from the Lord. Second one is you know, giving it to ourselves. And if we're looking at affirmation, we can look at something as simple as you know, doing affirmations in the mirror or reading our list of affirmations. We could affirm ourselves by buying ourselves a massage. There's some things we could certainly do for ourselves that would remind us that, you know, we are worthy and loved by God, that we are good at things that we do. You know, sometimes we think that we're not good enough at certain things, but it's amazing to look at what we are good at and affirm ourselves in that. There's so many things we can do for ourselves. Have a board game night once a week and just feel that affirmation of friendship on a weekly basis in your home. It's just so beautiful. Again, tangible. You want to get tangible and clear. Uh, third one is getting it from other people. The, um, the, the step I always tell guys to, to take, which I think is really brave and, and, and challenging, but so beautiful and uh, helpful and, and, and affirming. So let's just say the need is affirmation. It's so cool to like, think about you could text or call a friend and just say, hey, man, I'm having a really hard day. Just feeling like my boss kind of beat me up a bit today and just lacking in aff affirmation. And I just feel like I need a brother to encourage me today and reassure me and speak some life into me, man. Do you got five minutes? Do you got 10 minutes? And isn't that what friends are for? Like that's not coming off as needy. That's not coming off as, you know, trying to just take something from somebody. That's, that's friendship. And I just think what a beautiful example that would be if we could all learn how to do that better, myself included. And then the last one is giving it away. Like scripture says, it's better to give than it is to receive. I think that could be taken out of context very easily, but it's true that when we give something, we often feel better. We often get it back in return when it's something like affirmation. So even just considering like, what would it look like you know, with, as an example, like with my wife, I can give away affirmations to her more intentionally and it's going to make her feel more loved and feel better. And in return, she's probably going to do the same because, you know, love begets love. And I think that's so important. And, you know, that's what, that's what freedom from pornography and masturbation and all these things look like. It's like love begetting love, healthy begetting healthy, intentionality begetting intentionality and when you start doing this consistently it just snowballs into a life of having your needs met and when your needs are met you really realize that you outgrow addictions you 
have less cravings and urges. Not to say temptation uh, changes for say right away, but I do believe like in my own life, I am tempted much less simply because I, I you know, focus on getting my needs met. And when they're not met, I notice that urges increase and it's not pornography, but it could be to eat more or have a beer or what it, what it might be for me. But it's very clear in my own life that when I'm more focused on what I want and just getting things done in my life and not focusing on the needs behind it, my, my level of blessings with the Lord, my level of abundance, my level of joy and peace is, is just not the same. And those are foundational to healing and freedom and recovery that lasts. So that's what's been on my heart a lot lately. Think about my own life in the Czech Republic and just looking at a lot of guys in recovery. They want to they, they, they want to learn about the deep roots of their pain. And it's important that we get to the deep roots. We need to. But it's really important that we have some coping mechanisms built that are really effective before we do the deep diving. Because the deep diving can bring up a lot of pain and can be really re-triggering for people. So when we do work like this before we dive into the deep work, I think it really equips people that when they go deep, they're realizing like, wow, like what I need right now is this. What's happening right now is this. And I can call Jesse or I can you know, whatever it might be, I've, I've planned this out. I can read Psalm 37. I can look at Romans 5. Like these are amazing things to have in your wheelhouse, in your, in your quiver, like having all those arrows that scripture talks about. Like we need to be smart about how we prepare ourselves. So hopefully this has been a blessing to you as even just sharing this right now. I feel like it's blessed me. It's a great reminder. I constantly coach myself when I do podcasts and when I'm teaching other people, coaching other people. It's constantly uh, like looking in a mirror and just helping myself as well. So really pray that you think about this. I really pray that you would invite Jesus into your life and realize that he cares for you. He wants you to experience his abundance. If you don't believe that, I really encourage you to go back to episode 69 and understand the dynamic between relationship and fellowship with God. That is life-changing. And when you understand his unconditional love is the relationship and the abundant blessing of Christ is within fellowship, you'll realize that if you're not experiencing the blessing of Jesus in getting your needs met, there could be some blockage there. And I really pray that you would consider listening to episode 69 and really diving deep into some key areas of scripture like Book of Romans, for example. So God bless, really pray that you would share this with somebody, that you would consider it, uh, share the episode, share the message. It's really important that these things get spread so that we have healthier men, healthier women, healthier parents, healthier leaders, having unmet needs, getting met, changing the cravings of the soul, and realizing that we can be humble before God and still be so, so satisfied. We don't have to be in control all the time. So God bless you. Much love. 